Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Revenues have gone up. Expenses have gone up. Margins have not gone up. They've been stable for a long time and food margins have actually declined. So those are facts. All right. That's Eric LaFleche. who's the president and CEO of Metro, a large grocery store chain back east. The message essentially, it's not true. That's kind of what we heard from the country's biggest grocery store chains when it comes to allegations that they are profiteering off of our economic circumstances and off of rising inflation. So several of them were called to speak before the Standing Committee on Agriculture and Agri-Food in Ottawa. I wanted to hear an explanation as to why prices have skyrocketed at twice the rate of inflation and their profits have also gone up. So who was appearing there? Well, the CEO of Empire Foods, they own Sobeys, Freshco, Foodland, other chains, uh, Galen Weston, CEO of Loblaws. Uh, there was like the three biggest chains in Canada, essentially. So what happened? Joining us now to talk about that is Alistair McGregor, who's the NDP critic for agriculture and food price inflation. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. Glad to be here with you. What did you, what was your impression of what you heard from yesterday? Well, uh, you know, I I was glad to see the CEOs finally appear before our committee. I believe that, uh, you know, leadership um, begs that they do appear and publicly defend their companies. Um, It was much the same as what we had heard from their vice presidents. And, you know, I, I, I was listening into their explanations at committee I think the problem here is that, you know, we as parliamentarians and the public don't have access to how their profits are broken down. Like, so we can see with their publicly available data that, yes, the profits have gone up, the margins have gone up. In fact, they've they've doubled since the last pre-pandemic year. Uh, The CEOs uh, did explain that that was due to other departments, but we can't make that conclusion ourselves. That's all of their private data. And I think, you know, there's still very much a crisis of confidence and a crisis of trust uh, in their industry. And I think some of the frustration you saw at committee, not only at that meeting from parliamentarians, but at previous meetings, uh, is reflecting what we are hearing from our constituents every single day when they have to walk into the supermarket and are buying food prices that just seem to be climbing ever higher every time they go in. So, but there seems to be some kind of disconnect there. Then if we think one thing and they're telling us another, that's not going to solve our problem, is it? That's exactly it. And, you know, uh, we, we, you know, it's important to note too, that this study hasn't just focused on the grocery CEOs. We are tackling the problem of food price inflation, but we've had other witnesses appear who have tried to give us a more well-rounded picture, including economists who are experts in the sector, but also from the Competition Bureau. And I think there's a real frustration from many sectors with the grocery uh, sector. Um, We heard it from food processors who have had to deal with hidden fees and fines. Uh, We've heard it from the Competition Bureau, who is still in the midst of their investigation of Loblaws, for the bread price fixing scheme uh, that is alleged to have happened back in 2015. So, 
there's a lot of frustration and still a lot lack of trust, but also there's a gap in information. And I think that's kind of where we're getting to in the course of this investigation. Okay, but will we ever actually get answers from them? I mean, if they don't believe the two are connected, do they at least, did you get the impression that they at least understand why the public is angry? I think so. I mean, Mr. Weston uh, made a point of, of saying that, you know, he often goes into his own grocery stores and speaks to customers. Um, we're speaking to the same customers as well. And, and uh, you know, my, my leader, Jagmeet Singh, he took my place at committee yesterday. Uh, he appeared at the committee with over 2,000 written questions from people who had taken the time to talk about this issue with the leader. And, you know, we had so much interest um, in the leader appearing at this committee that our website temporarily crashed with the number of people who were trying to submit questions. So this is obviously an issue which uh, many people care deeply about. And, and I think that's why it's important that we get to the end, end of this investigation, that our committee tables a report, and that that report contains substantive recommendations on what the path forward should be. But let's be clear about this, though. The report can come and there, you know, there could be some revelations in there, but that's not actually going to save people money, is it? Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately, we're going to require it's going to require a change in policy and it's going to require, you know, the government responding to those recommendations. We're, we're a parliamentary committee. We, we don't have the ability to put those policies into action. But, you know, once that report is public, uh, it can be used as a catalyst, as a focal point to demand more change. And I should note, too, that, you know, it's not just parliamentarians raising these concerns with corporations who are using this general inflationary period to pad their profits. Um, the Bank of Canada has raised similar concerns. And in the news last week, I also read that the European Central Bank is also quite concerned that many corporate sectors are using this inflationary period to drive prices up uh, above and beyond what many would consider reasonable. So I think there is a very broad amount of concern out there that this is happening across many different sectors, including the grocery sector. Okay, so what are the next steps here? Next steps, uh, we as a committee have decided that we, we certainly do need a, a few additional meetings to, hold wit to, to hear from witnesses. Uh, we are getting a lot of really great testimony, and I think that's going to aid us in the drafting of our report, which I expect will probably start in April. Uh, so that's the next steps for, for our committee in the near term. All right. I look forward to hearing more. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for your interest. Appreciate it. That's Alistair McGregor, who's the NDP critic for Agriculture and Food Price Inflation. They are the committee that he's on that committee that has been calling these grocery store executives to explain why their profits have gone up by much like, you know, by this what inflation is going up here. Uh, at the same time, we've doubled what we have to pay in some cases when it comes to the rate of inflation. And yet they're also making good money. So how is that possible? What is going on there? Clearly a disagreement on how they view their numbers. Maybe they're underestimating how angry the Canadian public is about this. But I know this is a huge concern for all of us out there. How are you dealing with it? What have you changed in your grocery store buying habits? Let me know. Simi at cknw.com.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.